Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Lessons in Savvy Living. This is a podcast in which I have real women who tell real stories and share real lessons. My name is Sia Knight, and I'm your host. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Tracy Young, also known as Coach Trace. Coach Trace, tell the people three things that people should know about you. Okay. Well, the first thing that people should know about me is that I am passionate about people and about seeing people at their best. Um, I am a wife and mother. And the third thing is just, I mean, it ties to the first thing. I really love seeing people win. Like it's, it's part of the oxygen that I breathe. Okay. So cheerleader. That's on your resume. That's like the kind of encompasses kind of how you Oh, I've live. been called that. Yes, I've been called the hype girl, the cheerleader. You know, people are waiting for me to come to their games. Kids and adults are waiting for me. Um, I, I love to see people, you know, just light up. And if I can help that, I'm going to do it. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, I wonder if part of the reason why you like to pour into people is because you had kind of a a tough beginning, Tracy. So today the topic is overcoming childhood trauma and you have quite a story to tell around that. So what is your story? Yes. um, And you are definitely right. That is a huge part of why I show up in the world the way that I do. I show up in the world. I am the the thing that I wanted to see in the world, um, the change, I'm that. And so I spent my entire teenage years entangled in the foster care and delinquency court system. And in there, it was, it was rough because I had come from a home where there was a lot of abuse, there was a lot of, a lot of neglect. There was so much going on. Um, I had been broken in so many ways. And going into the foster care system and now being engulfed in a whole new system, a whole new world, um, but still feeling invisible, still feeling as if my voice didn't matter, um, it really had an impact on me. And at one point, I wanted to die. I felt like being on this earth, it just didn't matter that there was no place for me. And I also knew that I wasn't alone. There were other kids who might not have been expressing it the way that I was. Like I was fighting a lot. I was failing in school terribly. One of my report cards had all F's. So um, I was just falling through the cracks in every area of my life. And I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I just didn't matter. And there really wasn't much hope. Um, but prior to me getting into foster care, I had taken a typing class and in that typing class, you know, they give you the sheet of paper that has all the keys on it. And I took that home and for, I'd say about a year, I spent most of my days after school, the days that I went, I spent them isolated in my room after I would do the chores and take care of the little ones. I was isolated. 
And so when you're isolated, you know, it triggers a lot of things. Of course, there's negative self-talk, things that people are saying about you or to you are, it's like a loud record with tons of speakers. Mm -hmm. So I heard that, but I found one day while I was sitting in my room, I found that paper. And for some reason I was led to type on that paper, Tracy is the best. And at first I thought it was just to increase my typing skills because I was learning how to type and I was taking care of kids and grocery shopping and managing a household. So I didn't get to school, you know, that often or when I was there, I was so tired. Mm. So I, I said, I want to learn how to type, but Tracy is the best is how I learned how to type. When I got in foster care, I was already typing. I think it had to be, between 35 and 45 words a minute. And it was based off of me typing on that paper, Tracy is the best. But what I realized is that Tracy is the best became something that I heard in my mind that quieted out the noise. And so during the time in foster care where I felt so defeated, those, those things start coming into my head. Like, no, Tracy is the best. And so I decided at one point that I wasn't going to fail myself, that I was going to play my cards to win, no matter what came my way, because I couldn't control what the hand I was dealt, but I definitely could control how I played those cards. So that was a turning point for me. And I used that to get to where I am now. It's still very relevant. Wow. Okay. So I'm hearing several things that are are resonating with me. So first of all, I heard that you went from one traumatic experience, which was your home life, to another traumatic experience, which is foster care, that, and, and my understanding is that there's so many things about foster care which is designed to help a situation, but is by design, it's just, it, it can't really take the full place in many instances of a stable, loving home. Um, I understand the foster care system does the best that it can, but mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. So you were in your, your original home, you got into foster care, now, in foster care, you were acting out there. Is that correct? You were all, how old oh, yeah. were you? Um, I, I was there my entire teenage years. So from 13 until I aged out at 18. Wow. So you started off, you were the one, uh, as an educator, I, I know that child very, very well. You know, mm-hmm. not really um, achieving, coming to school, falling asleep. Um, Mm -hmm. not, and seemingly not, I don't, I, you know, this child doesn't care. This child is not paying attention. And little did we know that Tracy has been up, you say making groceries, taking care of children. You were doing grown folks stuff and, um, expected to, to function in a a school environment. So yeah, many times that's why our young people do act out. Right. Yeah, because you're caught in a cycle. Um, 
And the foster care system, I, I, I love the foster care system because it tries. You know, the, the, our families are broken. When our, when our family, which is our foundation, is broken, it's difficult. It's just like me raising my kids. I'm their mom. So you could be the best auntie. You can take my babies to Disneyland. You can buy them ice cream. You can take them on a shopping spree. You will never replace me and what I give to them because they have a sense of security that I give because I carry them because they're mine. Mm. So as good as the foster care system tries to be, there's still always going to be that gap. And the system to me has come a long way. And that's part of my, my journey. Also, I didn't just get out of foster care and go about my business. I went back to work for the same foster care system that took care of me. And I've been there for over 20 years. Wait a minute. Yes. Hold hold on now. Wait a minute. I need to, I need to, I need to visualize this. Uh You went from Tracy is the best on that piece of paper Mm -hmm. to how did you get to where you are 20 years later now helping other foster youth and helping people how how did you how did you bridge that well um graduating from high school was a huge fleet and i made it and i knew even when times were at their worst that piece of tracy is the best and that determination that perseverance me understanding that hey, this may not be great, but you got to make it. You have to, because you don't hear enough about success stories. Once I achieved my high school diploma and I looked around and I could see my peers and I was always still like a teen mom to a lot of my peers who were the same exact age. I saw that their light bulbs weren't on or they weren't as bright. And not that they couldn't be, but they didn't know that it could be. And so I wanted to see that change. I believe that all foster youth, all kids, even if they never touch the foster care system, if you've been through childhood trauma, you have what I call invisible muscles because you survived. You may not have survived the way that the storybook would hope that you had no problems, you didn't act out, but those are natural. If you don't, something's really wrong. It's not the other way around. And so understanding that it's possible, what's possible, what could happen if you look over here, if you look over there, and that's for all people who have experienced trauma. You have invisible muscles, you survive. Something happened. It may not have been the paper of Tracy is the best. You may not have had that. You may not have found a place to escape, but something within you held on because you didn't commit suicide. You didn't, you know, you didn't do a lot of things that you could have. And even if you went down the wrong path, you found your way back. So you have muscles. And to go back and look at those, and that's part of my mission, I want people to go back and look, 
not at their story as a victim, but go back and look at it again. Because when you go back and look at it again, you, you give yourself an opportunity to see yourself in a different light. Wow. And when you see yourself in a different light, you see those muscles because you're strong. Even though you feel weak, you're strong. So you graduated from high school using mm-hmm. those invisible muscles that mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know if you knew you had at that time, but other people may not have known that you had that type of strength. So you graduated from high school. And then what happened? How'd you get to here? Well, um, to make a long story short, <laughs> I, I went from foster care and I still stayed connected because I was considered a homeless youth. And, you know, there's a huge problem with our kids going from foster care and then being homeless because we don't have those family connections mm-hmm. or people saying, come over here and I got you. So at 18, I went into the foster care systems program, um, transitional housing. And I stayed there for a year until I moved out on my own. Within that time from 18 to 19, that's when I got my job with the county. I started working there, just a clerk. Um, And it took me years because I worked as a social worker now for 12 years. But it took me a long time because I've been here over 20. But I needed to be there. I needed to be in the environment. I needed to process and and also heal and go through a lot of things. Because if I would have became a social worker, then if I would have went straight into school and and did it, I would have ruined myself. Because I had so many things that I had not dealt with that I was no good to the system in in this capacity. Okay, that's, that's good. That's good to know and acknowledge the fact that you may have you may have great intentions you might say hey i'm going to go and change the world if you haven't dealt with your own stuff yes you may not be ready to mm-hmm. help other people in the way that would be most most helpful to them right because it's it's a matter of not everyone is able to see every side of the coin and some coins have more than two sides (laughs) in life. So we have parents, we have children, we have the system. And sometimes all of them get a bad name when they may be doing the best they could with what they know how to do. And so I needed to be in an environment where I had a chance to understand the behind the scenes of the social worker because I had compassion for them because they were helping me. Even if they didn't do the best job that I wanted them to do, they they might've missed a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Same with parents. My mother missed a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, She failed a lot, but she's still a human being. She's still my mom. And I needed to have compassion for her. And then the kids who are struggling, who are in the place that I once was, how am I going to reach them without putting on the lens that people used to wear with me. Like, oh my gosh, again, you're fighting again. You got suspended again. They get frustrated and overwhelmed. How am I going to find ways to maximize the time I have with the kids? And so that when I became a social worker, that I was able to serve everybody, to support my colleagues, to go out there and be the best damn worker I could be and to also impact the lives of children and help them 
turn that light bulb on here, turn it up. So I did that finally in 19, I mean 19, I'm sorry. I don't went way back. In 2008, I graduated from University of Phoenix, became a social worker. And just recently I graduated from USC with my master's in social work wow. in 2019. So, yeah. Wow, congratulations. I, I think that it's a wonderful testament, of course, to you and your um, grit. That's a word that a lot of people are using nowadays, but I think it's so um, applicable in this case, um, your resilience. And um, evidently there was something, there was a spark that you knew you knew that you had greatness in you and now you're helping other people other youth other women people who have been through very similar circumstances kind of find that spark within themselves Mm -hmm. yes that's definitely it and my um my company that i've created is just about that heart aspirations our heart we aspire to do so much but we need that spark, like you said. And so my desire is to support the child welfare system and training and developing our social workers, working with our teachers who have, have our kids every day and also working with our youth so that they know, because when, when you can look at someone else who's been where you've been, you can see yourself. You can then see possibility. And I want people to know that it's possible. It's possible to be a social worker and have it, you know, have it hard because it's hard. It's a hard job. Oh, I know. It is. Absolutely. But to know the value, the seeds that you're planting, because we're talking 20 something years later, and some of the things that people said or did, good or bad, they show up in my life today. So they planted seeds back then. And for those, I coach also. And I coach people who have been through trauma because it's easy to get wrapped up and sit in our stuff and say, oh, look at me, look what happened to me and whoa, whoa, whoa. But hey, honey, if that happened 20 years ago, not to say that it wasn't traumatic, But what are you doing to take control? Because you're no longer in your mom's house or you're no longer around that person who molested you or you're no longer, you know, dealing with people that are that are in charge of your life. So when are you going to take charge? And let me help you, because at the end of the day, you are living this life. You're going through it. You don't want to just exist. Wouldn't you like to breathe, inhale and exhale and live? Because you have something special because you made it. And so that is, you know, everything that I'm sharing today are things that wouldn't have been possible had my life not happened. And that's why I wrote my book, Pieces of My Life. I only shared a few pieces, but to give people insight, because you may see me now and you say, oh my God, she's the USC grad, MSW, she's an amazing worker, she can coach, she can train, she can do all these things. But that really doesn't mean anything to me, because had it not been for what happened before and how I use that and how I utilize that, there'd be no today. And so 
if you can read something and see that, hey, she experienced this, I want it to be encouraging, inspiring, motivating, so that you know your story. You don't need to compare bruises and bumps and scars. Mm-hmm. Honey, whatever you've been through is what you've been through, and we're not in a, we're not in a contest. But if I could do it, not that because I could do it, you could do it, but if you see someone else has done it, it lets you know you're no, you're no less than me. I'm no better than you. My bulb may be shining bright, but it's because of the work I've done to make it shine bright. It's not because someone gave me anything or that I was equipped more than you are equipped. You just got to go after it. Wow. So my question to you is, based on all of your experiences, what Mm -hmm. is the top lesson, the biggest lesson that you've learned that you would want to share with other people? A mind of determination is the key to unlocking doors of possibility. We get to choose each and every day. It's hard sometimes. Sometimes it's very hard to get up out of your bed. Still to this day, sometimes I struggle because I may wake up with yesterday, 20 years ago. But I get to choose how I'm going to show up and you get to choose. So for people, know that you matter. Know that your next, your life, the things you dream about are possible if you are willing to take the steps to build them, to create them. You get to create the life you desire and the life that you deserve. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that phrase, the life you desire and the life you deserve. That is wonderful. So, Tracy, if somebody wanted to connect with Coach Trace and they wanted to maybe work with you or find out more about you and your work, find out about your book, where would they find you? All right. Well, I am on Instagram under Coach Trace. They can find me there. They can find me on Facebook. Um, I believe it's Coach Trace um, or Tracy's Coaching. Um, But they can definitely go to my website if they would like to purchase the book, www.heartaspirations.org. And they can go there, purchase the book. But if they want to work with me, they would like to be coached. They would like to have a conversation they can definitely get on my calendar and I will be more than happy um, to speak with them. So I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. Um, My Facebook page is Tracy Young. They can go on there and that can lead them to my um, coaching page as well. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, This has been a wonderful episode, Tracy. I really appreciate you coming here and sharing in such an authentic way uh, what's happened and actually how you've overcome it and and how you're using it to fuel your work now. That's that's amazing. So thank you so much for being my guest today. Well, I want to thank you, Sia. I thank you for this, this 
creating this amazing platform because it is very necessary. A lot of people, when they hit the 40s, you know, it's, it's game-changing time because you've learned enough and now you have to tweak that and Savvy Living is definitely the place to tweak that and to get your mojo back, get your oomph back and live this thing. So I appreciate you and I thank you for creating this opportunity for me. No problem. Thank you so much. So that's it, everybody. That's it for this episode of Lessons in Savvy Living. Until next time, stay savvy. Bye.